This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. Over Westside, everybody know everybody, right? I got nothing but love in my heart for Westside niggas. Nothing but love. Pink suits with hats to match. Big crocodiles with Cadillacs. You looking for the fatty sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner. Cause niggas know that it's money on the Yo, what up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. the Tinfoil Hat Titan, a.k.a. the Conspiracy Realist, a.k.a. the Technology Snob, Steve Jobs Jr., don't text me with your green bubbles, a.k.a. I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach, also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't run without me, Mr. If You Don't Like Me, Fight Me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. A.K.A. the West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, though? And it's your man, Dame. Three underscores, three one three. The West Side Landlord, the pride of PA. High Chief Dame, don't fuck around. The liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite dame, and the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for dame. And if you speak it on dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. Let's go. Yo, welcome back. Shop Talk podcast, episode 288. On you, hoes. Listen, man, we like really close. What are we going to do with 300? I don't know, man. We got to do something. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I got to be like special, though. I mean, we do the live pod shit every once in a while. That don't, it don't seem special no more. Uh, we got to do something. I don't know. We may have to like bring some people in to help us with that one. Yeah. Yo, can you help us with that? Like, I'm not opposed to it being like just an event. Yeah. Maybe do some black tie shit. Well, you know, I mean, let me see. You know, my 40th is coming up. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that'd be big. You know, and I kind of want to do a black tie. I want to do a roast. You know what I'm saying? Have a, you know, people come out there and roast. Just know I get the microphone last. You feel me? Uh, But I do kind of want to do that. And. 12 weeks from now it's three months that's enough time to make it happen april i mean it's not exact it don't exactly line up but you know we might be able to get something together the jay johnson rose slash 300 episode celebration man it's a 40 ball you know what i'm saying 40 that's a you know i mean you just did you just did the 40 you know what i'm saying so it's a powerful number it is you know Anyway, uh, how how was your week, my brother? Oh man, uh, week was pretty good. You know, had a little strife with my ex wife. Somebody totaled her car. Jesus. So I mean, wait, wait, wait. Which means somebody totaled her car. She don't know who because they hit it and they ran. Ah. So, you know, somebody totaled her car. So just having to deal with, you know, picking up a little slack. Yeah. You know, with shit like that. Uh, other than that, man. I feel like something stupid did happen this week, but it is not is is not jogging my memory. <clears throat> Excuse me. If it come up though, 
He kind of, he, he, he sound like Ace right now, man. We kind of talked offline. My body different. Yeah. You know, I'm moving different. You can't ride Uncle Hard no more. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, my life different. I'm 40, baby. And I need you to slow down. You got to warm me up. You know what I'm saying? You got to warm Unc up. I need to roll up a blunt. Pause this whole conversation. You know, I need to roll up a blunt. I need to. I need you to give me a glass of ice water. Not water out the fridge. It's not not bottled water. It's not good for your central nervous system. Okay, I need ice. In, I need ice in this cup. No, you need to drink room temperature water. I need some ice water, and then you know, I, let's talk for a second. <laughs> tell <laughs> me about. Tell me about your day. Hold baby. on. Let me. Let me hit. The, let me hit the uh, the dead prayer. You try. He, he up here trying to have mind sex. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like just. Oh, just you know what? Talk to talk to Unc Nice. Uh, shout out to my uh my brother Pete. Uh, his birthday today. Well, he don't really celebrate birthdays and shit like that. But Pistols. Yeah, it's his birthday and shit. He's gonna be up here, but I told him late, too late. You know what I'm saying? But he put he man he been bumping dead prayers since we was for a long time, man. That mindset shit. Uh, dope record pause. But yeah, that's who put me up on that shit. Man, when remember when dead prayers had a whole <coughs> excuse me a video about scamming. Yes, I do. Hell yeah. They gave the whole play. But that was different. <laughs> That's not what you were right, talking Jim. about. <laughs> that was different. That was different. But yeah, uh, that shit was... Oh, I know what happened to me fucked up this week. So, nigga, I get paid on Thursdays. You know, like clockwork. You know? Yeah. You know, typically, I don't even check my account because I know that money there. But for something, you know, I, I opened up, checked my account, just wanted to see... You know, wanting to make sure my money was looking right. Nigga, why my job deposit $7,000 into my account? All right. Yeah, that, I mean, on the- Did you move it? Mr. Where the scam's at? <laughs> like, always looking for something? Did you, did you, you left it there? This a temporary job, my nigga. You ain't got to come back. <laughs> it's a contract, right? It is a contract, but I did the right thing. Check you out. Living your, you said, you know, living your life like it's 40. Living your I, life like I called accounting in the morning. Like as soon as I check my account, say 6 a.m. I know the office open at 8. I called a young girl in accounting. She was like, yeah, I already knew. And we had already had it set up for the money to come out. So check this out. Uh, me and you just had. Like, y'all, be, y'all best be lucky I didn't buy my Rolex. When I saw that money hit that goddamn account. So, man, you had the the same but exact opposite um, situation happen. I get paid on Fridays. Okay. Like clockwork. I woke up Thursday morning to a deposit in my Chase account. I seen the notification. I was like, I'm not looking for a deposit. And my check was there. Now, no idea why it came early. I talked to some other people at work. I'm like, y'all got paid today? Was like no, <laughs> I'm like today Veterans Day. Like the banks aren't even open. Like why did I get paid today? And this is like a bonus check. So like it was a it was a. So I'm like I wonder if I'm gonna get paid tomorrow too. Did you? I was hoping. I'm like yo, give me a double check by mistake, and I am I'm taking that shit out immediately. So me and Dame have. Switch souls for a hot second. I told you, we the same person. No, you just changed at 40. Hey, man, let me ask you something. Because I saw on Amazon, 
You bought the same duvet cover that I got. That shit came on Wednesday. Nigga, that bitch warm and comfy. Yeah, you know, I was kind of uh, skeptical. You know what I'm saying? I was kind of skeptical. And then, like, uh, I put that bitch on the other day. I had it on my... I, I washed some clothes. I ain't folding bitches, so they just on the bed. So I threw that shit on there. And I, just, I laid in the... I wasn't even trying to go to bed. I laid down... Then you you wake up, it's light, it's it's damn it's damn the next morning. So I just grabbed a little cover and threw that man. I'm in that bitch burning up, dog. That yeah, motherfucker. it's gonna keep you hot, man. That's the best. But that's the best thirty five dollars I didn't spent in a long time. Best thirty seven dollars a nigga didn't spent, like for sure, for sure. And don't never try and put the cover inside of the duvet, and you high, because I felt like that cover was trying to eat me. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, I got my I got my arms all in the bit now. I see y'all laughing. Fuck y'all. I got my arms all in the bitch. Now, if y'all don't know me, like, you know, I'm fairly tall and my arms damn near reach my knees. So, like, nigga, I am spread out inside of the motherfucker (laughs) trying to stretch this duvet cover out. And, nigga, I am higher than giraffe pussy. You understand? I am higher than a light bill in the middle of March trying to get this shit inside of there. And nigga, I am the like I said, I'm inside. It feels like the cover is trying to eat me alive. Mm, that's funny. I just wanted to call. You know, I'm a lazy nigga too. And at some point, I just wanted to call like one of my kids over and be like, "Hey, I need y'all to to do something for dad and let the kids <laughs> figure that shit out." What? How to get the cover off you? <laughs> how to get how to get the cover inside of the duvet? Oh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't put the cover in that <laughs> Literally, it was just <laughs> I didn't do anything. The, the pillowcases, everything. That shit just still sitting on the bed. I didn't just the cover itself without that bit stuffed. Warm me the fuck up. Okay, well, I need the full experience. I'll do that shit later on. You know what I'm saying? But it wasn't, it wasn't in. So look, man, this week I got my, that garage door came in, uh, got my shit installed for the free ball. That shit was fucking amazing. And it worked good now? Go all the way up and down? Man, that's the best. Well, I mean, ain't like I got like a whole bunch of garage door experience and shit, but this motherfucker's sweet as fuck. Everything in that motherfucker brand new. That bitch lighter. It's faster. I can lift that bitch up with one, with two fingers if I want to. Free ball. That's what's up, man. Shout out to Precision Garage Door, okay? This is not a sponsored post, but shout out to y'all. I thought I was about to come out of $1,200, and I come up a good $2,500 new garage door, install all the parts and everything. That ain't nothing but God, man. It really was. So uh, I offered them niggas a beer and shit, you know, but couldn't do it. Oh, man, I meant to mention this last week, too, man. I finally got that uh, the little Bartesian shit. What did you make? Uh, so look, I like Long Island. You know what I'm saying? Because it got like a whole bunch of fucking liquor in there. So I threw made a regular one and shit. You know what I'm saying? Second one I made, I did strong. Cause like, does the machine know strong or does like, uh, I want to see what that motherfucker was strong as hell. <laughs> uh, the margarita on that bitch is is fire and um a whiskey sour. I mean, if you in the house. You might as well make it strong. You're in the house. You're going either to the couch or the bedroom. 
Yo, man, it's great, man. Yeah, uh, you might as well make it strong. Uh, I use that one. I, I, it's actually making me drink more, so I don't know if that's <laughs> if that's a good idea or not. But uh, shout out to the Bartesian. I got that motherfucker on sale because my employees love me. They send me all type of deals and shit to my phone. That's what's up. Yeah. Anyway, man, uh, this week we got two guests. Oh, go ahead, man. I'm not gonna interrupt the interrupt the run. Man, we got two guests in the be- in the in the building today. Friend of the show, kind of family. Yeah, to be perfectly honest. Come uh, to the events. Always show up. Show love. And um, go ahead. Intro- how, how do I want to do the introduction? Well, go ahead. Introduce yourself. How y'all doing? Um, I go by Kilo. That's uh kilogram on IG. Uh that's X L O Gram. Uh not there's no K's involved. You you gonna you gonna lose yourself in, in, in a whole stream of niggas who are not me. Um, <laughs> how y'all doing? Um I'm here with uh the, the main event though. I'm just I'm just the shadow. <laughs> Talking about I'm just the shadow. But what's up y'all? I go by the name of Crimson Alchemist, hip hop artist from the east side of Detroit. That's unfortunate, but we fuck with you though. Say no slander. Wow, <laughs> this is like the third time I didn't saw some Eastside slander. Don't worry, we full of it. <laughs> it was Eastside slander at the live show? Man, the first yeah. live show, man. which we were there for. Goodness. So, man, so so Crimson Alchemist, we we appreciate you stopping in. What do? That's a long name for me to say. What's your nickname? It is. <laughs> is it Krim? Or? It is. Okay. It is. <laughs> Krim. I had, I had a whole debate about like, I don't know, man. I'm just going to ride with Krim. You know what I'm saying? Hey, yep. Crimson. Right. You know, I just, we just try to respect the stage name. You know what I'm saying? Some people, because I mean, when we had baby Mark in here, I'm like, nigga, am I supposed to put the baby on the front? I'm like, you cool with that? He's like, nigga, that's my name. <laughs> So it's funny. Shout out, baby Mark. Right. Shout yeah, man. Look, this year we have been on an incredible run of spitters. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when we have artists in here, you know, me and Jay have always tried to maintain the integrity of the show. You know, we don't niggas reach out to us all the time. Of course. And we appreciate it. You know, I'm glad that our touch and our influence it's reaching out there. But when it comes to artists, like niggas that really like make this music shit, I don't want to talk to nobody that number one, I'm not interested in and that I don't believe in and that I don't, you know, really believe in their talent and skill set. And if I just look over the course of 2021 and some of the MCs that we have had in those exact seats, you know, man, I, I am proud and can hang my hat on that I feel that we've had some of the best, you know, around. I don't want to say in the city because I don't want to diminish. Because everybody not from the city. Yeah. I mean, we just had our man Clemmy here from Toledo, um, who is an incredible MC. Man, the, uh, him, the, the, the concert in Toledo is tomorrow. Today. Today is 12th. So it's today. No, it was the 13th. It's the 13th? Okay. Yeah, it was tomorrow. Uh, so, you know, Clemmy, Baby Mark, Dave Hill, Say It Ain't Porsche, you know, just really talented MCs that I believe Shit. in. Um, Pete Dot and Chaz. Yeah. Twice yeah. this year, right? Yeah. Pete Dot and Chaz. They, that's, you know, they that's family. extended fam. Yeah, Shout out family. to them. We on the show with them in a minute. Yeah. But Literally like 
20 minutes, 30 minutes from now. Oh, man, I'm not trying to hold y'all up there. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. Don't, I'm just, don't, don't let me rush you. We got yeah, it. I'm just saying, you know, I'm glad that we could hang our hat and keep that tradition going. I've seen a lot of your videos on YouTube, on your Instagram page, and you take the spit thing seriously. And, you know, when it comes to female MCs, you know, a lot of times their crutch is one thing. You know, I'm not going, you know, try and box somebody in or say what it may be. But it's one. It's the sex kitten package that they put on all female rappers in order for you. You did say box like immediately. So So even though you tried to go past it, you Freudian slipped right. I I wasn't going to say nothing. I did, but I appreciate that you bring lyrics back to the back to the shit, and you spit it aggressively. Thank you, like, and it's an honor, like, to even be on here with you guys. Cause uh, I remember the first time I got introduced to Shop Talk, we uh, it was right before everything got shut down. We came in for what was it, the two hundred episode? Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Right before everything got shut down. So yeah, we definitely appreciate you guys for even having a platform for artists like myself. You know, come on and you know, just you know, get people hip to what we're trying to do. Yeah, I fuck with the music. Um, actually, it was at the listening session for the Four uh, H project. Mm-hmm. Um, at Mix Mix Factor Mix Studio One. Yep. Now I'm out. Um, I enjoyed the project. Um, Thank you. How did this come about? Um, that like, project in particular. Yeah. Well, the whole the whole rapping. You know what I'm saying? Because like I come from a whole a long history of music is rap music is important to me it's like it's in my fiber and sometimes i'll be questioning like why niggas be rapping nowadays mm. like i don't understand the thought we kind of had this conversation before the, the, the show started it's like some niggas rap because they cool they want to be cool some people rap uh because they want to make money and some people rap because they want because they want to be famous or cloud i don't know man i don't even understand why niggas be rapping no more Cause some, cause like you're not sweet, <laughs> so like, <laughs> like what's the, what's the, what's the thing? You know what I'm saying? So I be wanting to hear, like people origin story. Like how did how does it even come about? Well, um, my dad he uh used to rap when he was a uh, a lot younger. Okay. And um, he how old is your dad? You said how old is he? Yeah. He uh, he'll be fifty next year, so he's forty nine right now. Yeah, I'm about to be forty. So how... all right. So yeah, I could have heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he used to rap in DJ years ago, and um, he had stopped because uh, he had my older sister when he was seventeen, and then had me a few years later. So he's like, you know, I just put my stuff on the side to you know raise my kids. So like growing up, um, he would have ciphers in front of our house. So like all the kids on my block, you know, they would come over and just rap, and I would watch. You know, I'm seven, eight years old. What a seven, eight year old gonna say? So I would watch and, you know, just, you know, take it in. And years later, once I had got into high school, like it started to become a thing again. Like music has always been my love, like always, you know. And, you know, once high school rolled in, you know, I would, you know, go to the lunchroom and jump into ciphers and stuff like that. And I want to say my senior year when we had like mock elections, they had like class rapper. And a lot of people was like, yo, you should run, you should run. I'm like, ah, I guess I can do it. So, you know, in high school, I'm not super duper popular or anything like that. You know, I'm like, I'm solely known for rapping. <laughs> so, 
you know, I'm rapping and stuff like that. Just showing people what I can do just to get myself out there. And then, like, our mock elections come up, and I'm going up against another popular person, of course. So I'm like, oh, man, if I lose, it's okay. It's all good. And then I actually won, and I'm like, oh, I'm actually good at this. So after I had graduated high school, um, I had took up the name Crimson Kid and rapped under that name for a few years. And then I had Dropped Kid and added Alchemist and... I've been going at it for a decade now, which is insane to even say. Yeah, so. you're a veteran. Which is crazy, because yeah. it's like, man, I, I don't feel, I still feel like I'm 17, 18 years old, which I feel like is a good thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, we all, to a extent, we all used to rap, right? Um, And I, when you just said, when you mentioned in high school, <clears throat> now I got to ask the question, like, how much of this shit is ego? And I and it's like um it's rhetorical. That's not like directed to you because before I was like rapping, rapping in high school, Pete, who do the intro music, they'll be rapping. I'm like, yo, know, I like I can I can do this shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then once you do it, and then you get like, oh y'all niggas, y'all fucking with that shit, and you get a little bit of admiration or whatever whatever it is that twinkle in somebody eye. Like, oh this nigga rap. And then you start rapping in high school and then it's like, yo, I don't want to lose this feeling. <laughs> it's that like, y'all see, I can do some shit that y'all can't do. It's like that I'm, first high. Yeah. It's that first high. <clears throat> Excuse me. I went to high school with Fat Ray, you know, and that was my dog, like in high school. Like I've known Ray since ninth grade and the relationship has always been genuine. I see that nigga every now and again. You know, I stopped by the Bruiser house, you know, a few months back. He was there. So it's always love. You know, that that relationship has never changed. And I remember, you know, like you say, that feeling like, yeah, that was my boy. But like, you know, I, I used to rap, too. And I'm, you know, working on my shit. And when I first stepped, you know, in that cypher in 10th grade, because you know, I, I used to hit you know, like to me, Ray was an unreachable. Like, I knew he was good because I knew niggas that rap, but, like, the the ego in me was like, but that nigga ain't that much better than me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I hear what he doing. I see his crew. You know, I know all these niggas. And I'm like, yeah, they good. They real good. And I ain't no hater, but these niggas ain't, like, light years ahead of me. Like, they a little bit of practice and – you know, having my words together before I stepped outside, you know, in cast on a Tuesday afternoon where it's 500 kids no, you know walking around outside. You know, what's wild is uh, like I didn't even start rapping until 11th grade. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's when I went to Cody in 11th grade and shit. And 11th or 12th grade, some cast from high school from cast. You remember IRS? You're around society. society. I can like, tell you some. I can tell you some terrible stories about them niggas and their management because they was managed by my boy Dave, who was a member of IRS and his daddy. But so, I keep it with that because I love Dave. But I could tell you some some story time with dames. But what's so wild is that like while we was in high school, still niggas had a CD. Like yo, I just seen these niggas in the hallway. 
You know what I'm saying? And they had was, a fully produced CD yeah, and, it was and a single on the radio. Yeah, and it was dope though. And it was enough. It was enough, on one of them tracks. It was enough song. It was enough beat on there for us to get off. You know what I'm saying? On the little double decks, and it was like, okay, well, yo, niggas is making CDs, so now we got to make a CD. You know what I'm saying? Like this got to be something, something different. The project. Yeah, them niggas had a project. So my question for you, Krim, is. So when did it go from, all right, I can rap, right? But I'm about to put this shit on record. Like, I like this is about to be serious. It ain't just me kicking it, you know, in front of the, I'm not going for my collections. Like, I want to actually put something on wax. Well, uh, it actually happened shortly after I graduated from high school. Because um, at the time, I was actually going to go into the military. I was going to go to the National Guard. And something just told me, like, mm, nah, don't do that. Like, trust trust yourself and, you know, put this music out. So I uh, it's funny because at the time, like me and my homies who I was in a group with, we had no idea on what we were doing as far as recording. We were recording straight off GarageBand, knew nothing about mixing and mastering or anything. So um, I recorded a project over Industry Beats, of course, because, you know, 18 years old, no job or anything. So <clears throat> I recorded this project called Technically the Kid. And once I got it on a CD and, you know, I, I had like my cover art with my face on it. I'm like, wow, I'm <laughs> actually doing this. This is the project. It's the project. <laughs> and uh, that's when they clicked. Like, wow, I'm actually this. This is it. This is the beginning of something that could be amazing or it could be a hobby, you know, whether it flops or, you know, whatever. It, it's something, you know, because the first thing you got to do is just you got to start. Mm. Now. Your music seems intentional. Uh, hip hop, uh, especially this new record, uh, uh, which some which, uh, which is super duper hip hop because you got two different mixes of it. Uh, we don't usually get that no more. So you got the donut mix and a serious mix. I fuck with the donut. I fuck with both of them. They stay similar, but I love that donut mix. Um, but like, it's a you got a very specific style. Where like, yo, I'm trying to rap. <laughs> like, I'm trying to rap. Why? Well, it's really simply put, just the music I was raised off of. Like, I remember being six years old and my favorite song at the time was The Light by Common. Mm. You know, and it's like, man. Damn, that's crazy. That's your favorite song at six years old? Like, no, that's that, crazy that you were six years old. When yeah. <laughs> Oh shit! I'm pretty certain I was <laughs> grown oh, before, before, before we out of here. You gonna feel real old with what I got for you, dog. You gonna feel yeah. ancient. And then, like, also, like, turning around, like, another favorite song of mine at that time was "Shazayla Ghost" by Ghostface Killer. It's like, wow, it, this is interesting. Like, these are your favorite songs, but that's that's what my dad, you know, put me and my siblings on. Like, we, man, my dad is a true hip hop head. He made sure. We did not listen to any bullshit. Man, that's so wild because... That's good parenting. <laughs> that's I just goddamn so. good parenting. But it's Shout so out to wild Dad. that, like, people be thinking the influence ain't there, but the influence is there. It be subtle. You know what I'm saying? Because the music that you... That's on in the house or whatever you watching in the house or whatever, that shit has an impact on those young developing minds. It has to. I make my kids listen to Wu-Tang. Like, just on a ride to school, we're going to get in at least one Wu-Tang song. And that's just the end of it. Period. Wu-Tang. What song is it? Nigga. First, try, 
Obamatomically. I, I got to bet with any of my kids. I said, if y'all can rap the first verse of Triumph, 200 bucks. Ain't mm. got it yet? Nigga, I, <laughs> I said it's the easiest 200 bucks you can make. I don't know if it's the easiest. Because uh, I can sell crack <laughs> a lot easier. <laughs> but Triumph, Cream. Yeah. Because you need to know those things. When niggas talk about Cream. Cash rules everything around me. Life Was that the first act? That's the first acronym that I can no, ever remember. I remember. You down with OPP? It's not a word, though. Cream is a word. OPP is not a word. I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Because OPP, cream works both ways. OPP only works literally if you know what the acronym means. Yeah. Now, that might the be second right. best, well, the probably the best is snitch. Sorry, nigga. I'm trying, I'm trying to, to come, come home. home. Like That was Pusher T in a, in a very special place. Yeah, but that was Pharrell's hook. But it's like, yo, when certain shit be so sweet, I'm like, damn, I wish I'd have thought of that. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> like, how the fuck did nobody ever come up with snitch? Sorry, nigga, I'm trying to come home. Like, that's that's fucking it's it blows the mind. If, if the Neptunes give you a track, does it come with Pharrell on a hook? Some of it have to. Swiss was selling beats, I'm on the hook. Or you paying extra? <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah, that's a big like normal like producer thing at this point because like you now it's a tag like you gotta have a tag on the beat even if it's on your album even if it's a song about your dead mom put my goddamn tag on the beat <laughs> like it's fucking crazy, um but not really like, yeah. And then I'm with sorry. some producers, I'm giving you the song. I made the beat and I put the hook on it. Now I give you this because I want the song to sound a certain way and I'm only gonna give it to a person who I think can pull this off. But I wrote, I, I didn't write the song, but I wrote the song. So here it goes. Yeah. Or you're going to have to pay extra. Yeah. Most definitely, like, there's a specific pack that you have for, like, that level of, of, of creative. Like, you're not going to give Pusha T the beats, the same beats that you give the new nigga who just signed a Def Jam two weeks ago. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be the same Pharrell beats. You know what I'm saying? They're not, they're not going to say I have the same batch to pull from. That's funny because I was trying to work. With a producer in the city, I'm not gonna say his name. Oof. Oh. <laughs> you know, so many of them. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I was trying to work with a specific producer in the city. You know, I I reached out to a few different avenues because the nigga ain't. You know, he kind of recluse. You know, and I guess that's that's part of his thing. You know, I'm not just readily available. Whatever. I, I reached out to a couple different niggas that I knew were close to him or people around him. He took the meeting, meet me here. I play some beats. Now I know what the nigga is capable of, cause I heard like a whole project that he did that never came out for an established like professional MC. So I know I know what I was dealing with, and I know some other niggas around the city he didn't produce for. So when I get to the crib, I'm, I'm not, when I get to his house, and I'm not asking for nothing free. Like, I I understand the game. I understand this is a business. This nigga start playing me beats, and I'm like, that ain't it. Yeah, that ain't it neither. Mm. And then I, I, I just tell him straight up. I said, I know you did this beat for my nigga, because that's my nigga. I want something like that. And he, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, I get it. I 100% get it. But that's tricky, too, though. Cause like I might have made that beat in the studio with him, and I don't know you. 
and we don't got that. We don't maybe we don't got that chemistry yet. You know what I'm saying? Or something like um. But I got a story about that nigga too. <laughs> so do we. Yeah, but I'm not going. Uh, so Mr. Porter was in here, not on this podcast. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But he said, "Man, I get told no so many times. Some of them beats work, and that's the ones that y'all hear. But like, no, no. Like I go through fifty no's before you hear the yo. This nigga's incredible. But you just told me no fifty times. You know what I'm saying? It's a whole bunch of shit uh, that just don't come out. So my story didn't end like that. It wasn't that. You know, we went through a bunch of bunch of duds he was like look i don't know you you know i don't know how this is gonna go i don't know how far you gonna push it Mm -hmm. so for where you are or where i think you are in your career this is the folder we listening to beats from man i can't get you in the club and you but but like once he broke it down to me i can't what i'm supposed to say like i can't be mad at that like i'm trying to put something out, you're the one that's established. How about I got the original in the club beat on a beat CD? I remember you. That's like your and it wasn't made thing. by Dr. Dre. I know. And I got the original uh, Fallen beat that's on Jay Z joint. Air quotations produced by uh, Jermaine Dupri, uh, produced by my nigga Tyrone uh, Cody, but he stay out in the in Dallas now, uh, but. I mean, I didn't. <laughs> it's in better hands with Jay Z than it was with me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, but I mean that, and that part of the game is just the game. But like, I didn't understand that then. Like, I just felt like, nigga, I came to see you. I have money. <laughs> this is what I want. And he was like, yeah, I don't care how much money you got. This is what you're gonna get. It, that goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Like, Wait, yeah, you can go to a marketing firm with 50K, but it's like, can you bring in 50K every month? Because this big company over here is doing 50K every week. Yeah. We don't got time. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that was his thing. Like, now, if I give you this you and you turn it into it. something, you know, then we have a different conversation three months from now. What's the joint? I can give it to you, but what you going to do with it? What's the, uh, That's the song. Uh, I can't think of who made the song, but... I can give it to you, but what you gonna do with it? Not brick in your face, I hope. Can't even remember. I put this brick in your face. Know what you gonna do with it? No, I no, hope not. No. Oh, this, I was gonna say, this is an old Scott. Well, what? I hope he's okay. So, how'd you, Crown, uh, how'd you hook up with uh, Kilo? Oh, that's a funny story. <laughs> can I do, can <laughs> I do this one? Can I do this one? Absolutely. Take it away. <laughs> so, my life is a series of just like what the fuck moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally, who was you telling? Uh, literally, um, like every like lifelong important connection I made has been by accident. Literally, um, I had reached out to her because my my homeboy John had brought her up in conversation. He's like a super rap nerd slash rap like savant um he's currently in korea shout out to john um teaching shit uh but he had put me hip to her show me her music i i being myself on the internet took it upon myself to not only reach out to her on like you know kind of uh like hey i really like your stuff moment but also just to troll the fuck out of her 
Why? <laughs> because I have to know what your limitations are as far as I have to know what you, I have to know what your character is like before I really fuck with you. Like Some if you're somebody who can't <laughs> if somebody if you're somebody who can't take a joke, if you're somebody who don't have the same sense of humor as me or don't have like the same interests as me, like you're probably a fucking normal and I don't need to be around you. <laughs> you're normal. <laughs> That's normal funny. people go with the pack. Like they only laugh at jokes that they seen three other people laugh at first. They only endorse things that they heard, you know, three other people say is good first. The normals. Yeah, I get it. You know, I had to make sure that she was not one of those people. And well, it, she wasn't normal, but just didn't like your trouble. Oh, none of this shit would have happened. <laughs> none of this <laughs> shit would have. I mean, and that happens, you so know. You that say comes trolling, with it. like explain what, what what was he? What kind of shit was he saying to you? Uh, man, I don't remember. I would just be minding my business on Twitter, just talking about how my day went. He'd be like. Go to hell, jerk. And I'll be like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> who are you? <laughs> Nigga, what? Go to hell. <laughs> like, That's not how you connect with artists. Though. First and foremost, <laughs> first and foremost, I'm positive there's more context to it than that. <laughs> but essentially, like, yeah. I mean, like, you came out and said that you was trolling. I'm inclined to believe go to her hell, side of, of the story. <laughs> but that's that's the important distinction between like trolling and like purposefully trying to like insult somebody. Like, I control you and not say nothing negative about you. I was just trolling motherfuckers last night. Not once mentioning them. Didn't say nothing personal about them. Didn't take personal events. Nothing they said to me. I'm a huge I was laser focused on just shitting on this thing they like. I troll on YouTube comments, though. Mm. That's, I say all the YouTube comment section. Because there, there it gets a little bit different. I love it. Fair enough. I love it. Like, <laughs> like if, if if you niggas knew how how many loan debates I get on on the internet. <laughs> oh, that shit Nigga, is retarded. What? Uh, I, I'm a yeah man. Under my it say Jay Johnson too. I don't got no fake name. It's, it's <laughs> no me. burner account. No, you can click on my name and you gonna go to the shop shop page. Like it's me. And my you can find the address here. It's not even like a. Yeah. I'm not hiding. Yeah. So she basically linked with me because. A, I already liked her stuff, and I was trying to secure either a verse or a song for John, who I don't really manage either. Like That's the other thing. First and foremost, you got to understand, I'm not a manager. I'm a business partner at best. President of the fan club at best. Photographer, yes. Security, sometimes. Investor, kind of. But I'm not a manager. She don't need a manager, in my opinion. Not where she's at, not where she's trying to do, as it stands. Does sometimes she you just... Opinion? About not needing a manager? Because that sounds like management. <laughs> Here's my thing. If we come across somebody who's industry connected, who can do a whole bunch of shit that we need done specifically for what it is she needs, of course. Yeah, I get it. But, like, I don't go out and I'm like, I'm Crimson's outcome is manager. And I make all that. I don't make any decisions. I talk about the options. I wait the pros and the cons. And she's the one who makes the decision. Yeah. You know, that, that traditional business structure though doesn't always work, you know, and I can appreciate having somebody genuine in my corner without a title than having, you know, an asshole that ain't really doing what I need just to walk around with the title. So, I mean, it, it's like, it's like when you kick it with a girl, but that ain't, you know, you tell everybody that ain't your girlfriend, but shit, y'all laid up three days a week. Y'all going to the movies. Y'all holding hands. Story of my life. The the main difference between like what I do and what a manager does, a manager at the end of the day is an employee. A manager doesn't take a hit if you take a hit. 
if she takes a hit, I got to take that hit with her financially um, for whatever opportunity it is. Uh, you know, whatever it, it, it requires that requires effort from us or her, I, I show up to double up on that effort. So the whole, I know some managers, some actual managers and not like in name only it's a, um, it's a tough gig because while you out there moving and shaking and working for this person, shit, sometimes 24 hours a day. And you don't get paid for all that shit. You get paid when something. All right, you we signed gotta, something. We signed something. And you did this, but like, yo, shit, I've been taking phone calls for six months. Yeah, I don't. I'm not on like. I don't have like a payroll like this. So it's one of those things that's up and down. Uh, because I know some people who who start. They work a lot, and sometimes once they do all their maneuvering, you get in position, and they're like, I'm out. I'm like my nigga, I just working. I, I got you. I've been I've been working this shit for three years. We got you to this point, and now you out. That's like damn, and you don't. You ain't no return on that investment. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, so, no doubt. I mean, you know, as far as this being a business, I'm gonna have business, to beat your ass. Oh shit. Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna have to beat your ass. Oh. You, if you do me like that, I get it. Business is business, but I'm gonna beat your ass when I run into you. <laughs> just know that. That's fair. That's yeah. Fair. That's fair. Shit. It ain't even got to be no bad blood. Just know when I see you, I'm going to kick your fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> so how'd you get into the music stuff, man? I'm looking at the reason why I got into music stuff. What you mean? <laughs> I'm looking at the reason why I got into music stuff. Explain. All right. So for those of you who don't know, Pete is my older cousin, like blood relation. Um, I, the things I do as far as her started with the small seed of shit I was doing for when you and Pete were doing Black City Gov. Yeah. When I was in middle school. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> Dead ass. Come on, I was, man, man. Just, I just call you us not. old niggas to our face. <laughs> <laughs> I said before the end of the podcast, y'all gonna feel real old with you the did. shit that I dropped. You did. That's funny. Within that, within that, I remember vividly going around Base Academy with my little Walkman with that first CD on there. <laughs> Letting anybody who wanted to hear this shit hear this shit yeah. and, 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 and started to fuck with it. Like a lot of people, you know, for the most part was like, you know, he can spit. But that was the era of he ain't Jay-Z. It's like at the time I took it offense. I took it personally. Yeah. <laughs> at the time I took it personally because I didn't understand that, you know, 13 year olds are fucking stupid. Because like if, if yeah. niggas don't want to be honest, like we everybody loves Jay-Z now. But like if he was a rapper towards the mid 90s early 2000s you wasn't really if you was a spitter backpack rapper you didn't like jay-z like that dog you thought he it was him definitely and puffy yeah. was the was the thing that was killing real hip antichrist you know what i'm saying mm. and everybody had these subliminal bars to the to these rappers who only talk about jewels and everything because no one wanted to ever say puffy and jay-z but then was the two niggas. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, the shiny shoots and shiny yeah. shoots and suits in the videos, yeah. all those lines from that era. Yeah. Now once you take your ego and shit out of it later on, you be like, yo, this nigga kind of been dope this whole time. And now it's back to, yo, man, we always loved him. But no, you yeah. was dissing. That was the first like, and we didn't know it at the time, but that was like the first emergence of like hip hop as the biggest pop music form in America. Cause prior to that, shit was banned I, every fucking way. I swear, Common got a Jay Z disc record, a Jay Z and Puffy disc record on uh, like Water for Chocolate, and um, 
he did. Common just a lot in Nick Zoria's career. <laughs> like, like, depending on like what future verse you caught him on or what day you caught him on, you you, you heard bars about a lot of niggas. And he stood tall on that shit. Oh, yeah. And nobody did nothing. Like, niggas didn't even respond back to Common. Oh, yeah. That niggas. He went at Cube. He went at Jay. He went at mm-hmm. Diddy. He went at Lil John. He went at. He went at Drake. By, by name <laughs> like I feel like the bitch in you does not get the praise that it deserves like, like all he, other hip hop diss records but like first of all the title man the bitch in you <laughs> and then how powerful it was and then the fact that you know if you look at I think sometimes you have to look at the time span of when something come out Q was probably the biggest artist, mm-hmm. the biggest solo rap artist at that time. And you, you know, when you got that machine behind you, it's hard to fit them chinks in your armor. And Common didn't get no fuck. He said, I don't care who you got behind you. You know, he said what he said. Mm-hmm. Listen, this is a, this is this was Common's third verse on uh, doing it. You wasn't saying you was a thug before Pot came. Ten years ago, you had a high top trying to be like Kane. Then Snoop releasing it became a G thing. Claim set your city ain't got gangs. Who was trying to be like Kane? Because we've heard. I'm just saying. Listen to doing it again. This is a fire verse. I'm coming. I'll just say that. Um, yeah. No. no. One of your favorite rappers. So. Yeah, one of my favorites for sure. And I feel like you know he doesn't get that praise for like that because you know he's been on his peaceful tip and everything like that and it's like well shit Q Q was making kid movies so yeah. dang he's did y'all hear what kid. Kanye said about uh Common that he's undoubtedly better than quality <laughs> did y'all hear that? <laughs> I heard that and when he said it my gut reaction was oh man he ranting again but then I was like but actually if you sit on it for five minutes it's important it. to note that Respiration is my favorite hip hop record of all time I can feel it. It's also important oh. to note uh, that Common probably had the best verse on that song. I don't know if y'all watched part two of Kanye's interview, but he doubled down on Kwali. <laughs> I, I, I believe it. I haven't heard it yet, but yeah. Uh, he said, listen, I'm sorry, y'all. Um, he said, I'm sorry, all the backpack rappers, but I I, I kind of used y'all because I always liked the drug dealer and the thug shit, but a nigga from the hood who had never killed somebody I had to go with the backpack, he said. But I always listen to Juvenile and Jay Z, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, "I'm sorry, Quali, because I never really felt your raps." Now I think they got some other shit going on. Quali made some posts about him Kanye today, but hey, but you know what? That's that's some valid shit though, because if like, for example, like with me and him, like we watch anime and you know cartoons, all that shit. But man, we fucking love Griselda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like Griselda, yeah. Young Dro, X-rated. <laughs> um, hey man, I love Griselda. I feel like Dro is a living legend. Exactly, this man understands culture. <laughs> Dro is a living legend. He gave us one of the greatest songs. Show some respect, Jason. Show some reverence. He gave us one of the greatest songs in hip hop history. Hip hop history. <laughs> there's there's no lie to it. So we did a perfect song list. We got together and Let's, we started we started to put together like perfect hip hop songs. Let me say a precursor before Jay goes any further. 
in order to get on this list, it had to be a unanimous decision. Yeah, there's four of us in here. Jay got his feelings hurt. You know, I think Ooh. at some point in the because Nas Rewind didn't make the list. It's a perfect song. I agree. It is a perfect song. I think you was the only nigga that said no. <laughs> but we, we put Shodaline on the perfect song list mm. and, and Rewind, didn't he? Rewind is a perfect song. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, then like a, a couple of days later, we all we read it to the list and was like, why we put Shodaline on here? <laughs> <laughs> like, because ain't nothing wrong with Shodaline. But when we look at all the songs that was on there, like, yo, why we put Shodaline on here? I still fucking love Shodaline, though. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing wrong with the song. Technically, Good Hook, Three clean verses. It's like it's no missteps in there. We just, you know, it's like a running joke. But we look at all the other songs that's on that playlist. It's like which one of these things doesn't belong? <laughs> Show <them>. Dro, <laughs> I'm cleaning this bitch. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Dro was talking about his grandma living with crackheads. It's a crazy. Song. Guess it got to go on the list. You know what I'm saying? Thanks. Uh, but uh, that's that's. Uh, y'all got y'all got to get ready to move. Cause I know y'all got a show tonight. Not, yeah, not quite. Um, it's yeah, not super far. Um, if you definitely want to go down, like what we talked about earlier. Oh yeah, like just what, like stuff. The that, important things. Oh yeah, you know stuff that's going on and stuff. But, what uh, is going on? Like, yeah, yeah. Keep. Uh, was in the loop. Mm, just a little bit of everything. Just lately, what I've been doing. Uh, just like talking about what you were saying earlier. Uh, just. And it's funny because, like, you know, I, I am younger or whatever, but, you know, just trying to stay relevant with, like, the TikTok duets, like, networking with different producers on there. I, and I feel like it's a great way to, like, you know, network with them and possibly collab with them because I've, I've been able to, to connect with producers out in, like, Berlin, Germany. Mm. I uh, recently just uh, shot over a verse for an artist in Australia, and I'm like, wow, this is crazy man it's so funny that the overseas cats they super heavy into mid 90s hip-hop music and shit yeah. like that yes the record yes. you got pulled up there that's two uh producers out of france yep mr. you can only get that vinyl in france and uh germany right now how you is it mr moto or moodle mr moto yep. mr moto and ugly mac beer yo this sound like it really do sound like Premier did this beat i like man, the i like that donut you know what mix. i'm saying Yes. Uh I really do enjoy this song. Uh it's the Thank most you. recent joint. Is this what you, are you pushing this right now or? Yes, 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 yeah. They're pushing it over there overseas and we're pushing it over here as much as we can. But I feel like overall it's going to be received a lot better overseas cuz they man, they love us overseas. This like, is a Shade 45 um um what's the other joint on Shade 45? But this is definitely uh Satellite radio, all absolutely. Station. Oh yeah, without question. Um, like this fits right in. Like no, true. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, and you know what was funny about what you mentioned, you know, doing a TikTok, social media, using that to have and build relationships with artists and producers. Because I know, you know, me and Jason been rapping for a long time. We are older, and I remember how hard the barrier of entry was for me at 17, 18. Because if you didn't know somebody that made beats, well, you had to find somebody that knew somebody that made beats. And then you're talking about like a nigga that probably you ain't never met before, 
living in a hood that you ain't familiar with and you got to roll up on them. And, you know, hopefully this is a legit situation. You get you a beat. Now you got to find, you know, ain't no studio mics at the crib. You got to book a time at a real studio. Yeah, man. And, you know, it just made that process, you know, that much harder. We're like now as a new artist, shit, you get you, you get that feeling. You know what I'm saying? You can go on a BeatStars app, niggas go on YouTube, yep. bam, I got me a track. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I got a garage band on my phone. You know, I can buy me a, a cheap, reco- a decent yeah. recording mic. Got reason on the iPhone, like, you be making beats and shit. Shout out to, I done name drop Pete about four or five times. This is his birthday, so he can get the shout outs. But fuck it, we gonna make our own beats. You know what I'm saying? I rap and did the track. We couldn't get on the radio, so we made our own radio station in my apartment. You know what I'm saying? Um, we put on our own shows, a.k.a. we threw a cabaret and we turned that bitch into a show. You know what I'm saying? Like, so now it's just a lot easier to do that. So yeah. we ain't got to rent out the intro vest. Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, that's that's the spirit in which, like, how we move. Like, again, because I grew up watching y'all seeing what y'all had as far as like the pitfalls and the hurdles and the and the hard times as far as what it takes to get it to the next level, what it takes to get that show, what it takes to get that beat, what it takes to get that look. And like I internalized a lot of that shit. And like when I was rapping at, you know, five years after that, around 17, 18, immediately we got an in-house producer. Immediately we started building a studio in the house mm-hmm. where we was, you know, doing all of our stuff at. First mixtape I was on, we recorded that bitch in the motel room. Like between classes and shit. Because <laughs> I wasn't going to college out of Eastern and shit. Like I was not about to like squander like the vision that I had as a consequence of just watching y'all growing up. Man, it's a uh, long overdue uh, True MC podcast that's going to have to come. You know, get all four other other fellas and have a whole conversation. Uh, but you know, whenever we get them all together, I'm down. I'm I'm definitely down to 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 witness something like that because that was my favorite song for like. That was before the definition of make it rain changed. Yes, yes. So now you listen back and be like, they're making it rain, <laughs> right? And that's the funny thing. If that was your verse. Yeah, well, that was the whole song was you know we make yeah. it rain, but like the. It don't mean the same thing no more. <laughs> it don't mean the same. Now thing no more. I, you know, while we was talking, you did show me a picture of a producer that did, that you didn't have the best experience with. I don't. We don't need to say his name, but you want to want to give a little piece of that story. Uh, it's not even that it was a bad experience or anything like that. It's just that that producer is also one of those people that's hard to get a hold of, and like there's ability to get a hold of and it's still like what the fuck is to hold up at this point as far as like making it you know <laughs> you, you, you you know who somebody who we could have reached out to or, or have reached out to a couple of times uh, but it's I know just who you're not talking about. that's yes. funny <laughs> that's that, was, that was my mind immediately went as soon as he said it I'm like that's hilarious it, it just kind of is what it is and you know I respect it because again, you got to protect your brand. You got to protect um, your sanity because you're probably working 24 seven at that point where you're independent like that. So look, that producer, my homeboy went on tour with him and was his tour DJ. Uh, when they came back from touring Europe, 
you know, had a big get together at his house. You know, my homeboy invited me through because he know I was rapping at the time. This is man's everything. Me and him had a physical conversation. Names exchange. No, he he gave me his number. Numbers it, personally, <laughs> personally, numbers exchange. And like, dog, I tried calling him like 24 hours later. And I was just nigga chasing my tail in a circle for the next four months. You know, sometimes you got to catch me um, at that moment because the vibes, you know what I'm saying? The vibes <laughs> vibing at this moment. Tomorrow, the vibes not vibing. You know what I'm saying? You got No, we, let's work tonight. Let's work right, right now. Do it right now while I, while I feel like doing it because I may not be available ever again. <laughs> yes. I'm just fucking with you. Hello, uh, Wiley. Y'all putting a lot of work in, man. You got a show tonight. I know when y'all was walking in, you said y'all, y'all got another show sometime next week. It's so many shows that you forgot who where y'all was performing at. Uh, you know, honestly, like yeah, like that's how we want it booked up so that people understand. Like I'm, here's the thing: I get to be because I'm not a manager. I get to be a fan still. Yeah. So as a fan, I still have like the same protective like instinct that you have over whoever is your favorite artist, right? So when I see certain shows or I see certain looks or I see, I see certain collaborations happen, I'm like, what the fuck did they call Crimson? And in the grand scheme of things, and like a lot of this is putting it in their face until they can't deny it anymore. We broke down a lot of walls just with the run that we did. That type of stuff, by the way. It's like, no. <laughs> I, I, see what, I see what you did there. It's all good. Um, but no, like, this this run um, with the previous single Skateland was a lot about knocking down those walls. Yeah. Whereas like we know you see it, we on the same shows as y'all. We know you see it, we on tracks with the same artist y'all on tracks with. We know you see it, we in the background of the video or the artist you fuck with. We know you see it. <laughs> what was this thing y'all was doing? Was y'all was like rapping like in a ring? Oh, the Rap Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shout out Joseph Coney Island. Um, that was actually. One of the the moments again, where like we just kind of hit the pavement and like opportunities just kept falling, in terms of just, you know, we 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 had had previous like contact with Joseph Coney Island that wasn't on the best basis, but like as a man, he just owned up to it, and like we made something wonderful happen. Probably one of the best shows of the entire year in terms of like just the turnout, in terms of it was nothing but Detroit artists just spinning for like two and a half hours. Joe Lawton. Hmm? Joe's Coney Island. Joseph Coney Island. He's oh. he's a rapper. Okay. Yeah. So different than Joe's Coney Island. That's a different than dude. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. But no, nah, he he um literally at th- over at Thirty Seven Shield. Shout out Thirty Seven Shield and Drew. Um. It's kind of like a mecca now for like our generation and older cats because that's what we hang with mostly. It's not too many younger artists that we are in the same conversations with. But um, he he came to us. You know, we kind of squashed whatever hard feelings was from the last time. It wasn't like anything direct. It was like some indirect shit that just, it was miscommunication. Misunderstanding. We was feeling good. We was drunk. It was the luck flux. It was dark. The forest was sticky. Everything was, you know. (laughs) (laughs) It was the perfect breeding ground for bullshit to occur. I'm never going inside of the luck flux, by the way. Man. And I don't blame you. It's a trap. It's a trap. I don't blame you. Um, But no, like he he reached out on, on a personal basis. Um, we found out we had a lot in, in common as far as like ideas and shit like that. Um, and we just like literally like within a week and a half, like had completely conceptualized it. And then that motherfucker just put ass to fucking gas and just 
built a ring, put TVs up, and had like all the old WrestleManias playing. He already had like the little steel cage all built up and shit. Shout out Joseph Coney Island. The man's a, a mad fucking scientist. Like he just had the entire he fucking trading cards with all these niggas on it. They was on the posters. It was fucking crazy. Sound like some shit I need to be at. Yeah. Because we just giant wrestling fans. You know That's the thing. Like, you know, everybody to an extent, you know, grew up watching wrestling in some capacity. So it was like the perfect meshing of those two things. It went from like an idea that we had to like just literally like he him and like his partners built that shit in the space that they have. And the turnout was crazy. Mm. And the show was crazy. I say, I mean, y'all, y'all definitely visible. Um, I see y'all around um, working. We see y'all working from my timeline uh, for different Facebook groups um, from Explorer pages. Um, I see y'all out here like moving and shaking, man, and doing y'all thing. Um, the hard work got to pay off. Absolutely. It's got to pay off. Absolutely. Now, let me ask, what is the payoff for you? The payoff. Like what, what do you want at the end of the day? What do I want? In all honesty, I, and I don't even want too much. Like, if I can make it to the point where, you know, it's paying my bills, like I don't, I don't want to go above and beyond because I feel like once you get to a certain point and you're not, you know, you can't even be accessible to other aspiring artists that's in my position right now. Like I, I don't want to get to that point. I want to get to a point where I, I, I can live comfortably. I do this and, for a living. Yeah, I, I do this for a living. You know, I'm not struggling or anything like that. And, you know, if somebody my age or even younger comes up and, you know, they're serious about it, you know, I can mentor them. Tour overseas, you know. Yes. Oh, yeah. Shut down Berlin. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. For me, it's it's illuminating the path because. Illuminati? Illuminating the path. (laughs) Oh, shit. That's how we going to get there. The Illuminati. (laughs) Illuminating the path so you don't have young artists wandering in the dark. Fallen prey to predatory managers and promoters mm, and bullshit. Uh, there you go. You should know where to go to get beats. Yeah. You should know where yeah. to go you to should. record. <laughs> you should know where to go where you can find people who can help with certain aspects of your business. Because at the end of the day, it's 12-year-old white kids on TikTok that can go get a manager tomorrow if they get one viral video. It's kids who got multiple videos on YouTube, multiple videos on TikTok with thousands of views, young black kids doing all sorts of amazing shit. Nobody's reaching out to them. Star power aside, star power aside, investment aside, connections aside, there should be a pathway for somebody who's working hard as hell and already has the results. That's what I'm all about. That's, that's what the rap that's camp the group is about. Clemmy was, Clemmy was saying, you know, talking about like artists that are genuinely known as battle rappers and then artists that are, you know, industry rappers, that there shouldn't be a divide. There should be Mm -hmm. an open pathway. So if I want to do this as industry artists, I can walk down this pathway and join a battle. If I got, if I'm a, you know, so-called battle rapper, I should be able to, the industry shouldn't be shutting me out. I don't think in, this is my opinion in that with that example, it ain't the industry to shut you out. It's the fans of this music or the fans of this battle rap shit that'll shut you out. No, we don't want your kind over here because it's a different culture. I don't know yeah, if you've seen it uh, is. Geechee 3 uh Lux. I um, did. But it's... I was hella surprised. It's different. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever you used to on this side, this is a totally different culture over here. We talk more aggressive. We more disrespectful. 
the bar like it is just a different lane so you may come over here with your industry four bar well four bar setups gonna work all the time but whatever this industry stuff is it may work for the casual but people who in this come like nah fam that's not what we're looking for we don't like how you string these bars together we don't like those cadence where your metaphors where your, where your where are your punches? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Or, oh, all you got is punchlines? Oh, you don't got no stories? You ain't got no double and triple entendre? Like, they like saying sentences that work two different ways? Like, I say the sentence this way, which makes sense, but it makes sense in a whole nother meaning? Like, it's a whole different writing game. Like, Shout I, out Daylight. Uh, niggas don't know, but Daylight has some, like, really good albums. Like, he's put out completely independently. That nigga That's don't what know I, about. So when we were talking earlier, um, like, so what you want to do? You gonna sign to a label because like you want to do this for a living, or you want to be famous? If you want to be rich, sell that shit yourself. They like got an album with Drake, and then never went the light of day. He sold a million. He got a million dollars the first day. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm selling this shit ten dollars a pop on my own. Yeah, shout out Light Skin. I, that, I bought that day one. And guess what? <laughs> when you paid that, that shit direct that shit went directly to my PayPal. I didn't have to wait three months for a check to come through. Shit is not on stream. Well, it's technically on streaming services because he didn't copyright it right. Somebody took it, copyrighted it, and then put it <laughs> oh, on wow. streaming service. So it's yeah. there, but it's not from, I got you. from daylight. It's yeah, I got that in my Dropbox right now. Like I've had it since day one. I I actually really enjoy the album. I actually really enjoy like the albums and projects he puts out. Like, fam, like if it's on streaming services, shout out to you, right? But anybody listening to that shit, and when I and I don't even mean that dismissive. I'm talking about like 96 percent of the music is like streamed by like 12 artists. Oh yeah, y'all know the 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 eight. Well, it's currently age old in this age at least. Age old saying I listen to the same songs just in a different order every day. Niggas mean that shit, and that's like where our battle is right now because it's like how the fuck do we get on these playlists? How do we? Who do we talk to about getting on? Do you know who to talk to about getting on playlists? Um, to, but like, okay, so, am, do I want to get on the playlist, or do I want to just sell to my core? That's important because I can sell. But we, but when you got when you're an artist trying to build up that core, yeah, and there's sure. and the world shuts down because of the pandemic, because that's the main reason. Like as far as like momentum slowing, because 2020, all of this was supposed to be done. Mm-hmm. It's the end of 2021, and we're just getting started still. In the grand scheme, a lot of like, and that's what I'm saying as far as illuminating that pathway, because it shouldn't be a dead end because the clubs are closed. For it sure. shouldn't be a dead end because the venues can't open. It shouldn't be a dead end because, you know, the vast majority of, of small businesses, especially black owned businesses that have spaces for us to get into, literally cannot open without, you know. Do y'all follow people on your Apple Music? When you say follow people, so in, in Apple Music, there's like a social thing artists and yeah, 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 of course, For regular people. Like yeah. I follow different DJs and yeah. and, and all their playlists and things you make public yeah. is there. Like I I find new music locally yeah. or not from Spotify algorithm algorithm playlist, yeah. but like yo, I follow DJ Stanky Leg. Um, and such and such of course and I listen to all this playlist. Oh shit, I found something there. But so, that's the thing. That's why I mentioned earlier what I was like. I got to find out if you're a normal or not. Yeah. 
the normals operate in a totally opposite fashion. Yeah, they or, wait for the playlist to come like out I, every Friday, just like the albums. Now. I love. I mean, like I follow, of course, like uh, Cheyenne or somebody. You know what I'm saying? But like regular people be having some fire ass fucking playlists. So to your point, like, do you know how to get on different playlists? It may not be, uh, what you call that shit? Caviar, rap caviar. But insert DJ, the number one DJ in Ohio, the number one DJ in such and such. He has an Apple Music playlist. Like 100%. If you go into Apple Music and at whatever his Instagram name, because it's probably the same, he's going to have a playlist. Reach out to that motherfucker and be like, hey, check this out. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But I said that to say, for the most part, when it comes to rap caviar and things of that nature, again, it's all about do you have a relationship with the label or labels that are funneling people into those playlists? And as an independent artist, the hardest part for you to break through is just getting into that pipeline, into yeah. that playlist where there are those million listeners every single week. Because people listen to playlists more than albums now. Thanks. People albums is trash. Getting to that point where you can get that playlist, where you can get those numbers, completely changes the trajectory of your career. Do you do any of like these, uh, I want like these record pools around here locally? Uh, you bring your music. You let you let the local DJs. Listen to it, critique it, get behind it. Oh, he means like coalition DJ and stuff like that. Oh, exactly. DJ. I know, I know what he's talking about. Um, we haven't done coalition yet. We intend to. Um, we've done similar things. Half the battle is finding where her music fits. A lot of people are just like, we want industry sound and stuff, industry this, industry that, so we can take it and give it to our DJ friends and whatever else. It's so crazy because the industry sound don't even sound like the industry sound no more. It, it really don't. You remember the, this is the first single that I remember that did not sound like a, a single that should be on the radio. It was Lil Wayne Fireman. I love that song, but at the time, that shit didn't fit nothing. That that's not a song that would be on the radio. That's not the beat. That's not everything. But yeah, literally, that like shit. Go DJ was the single before that, right? Yeah. So it was Go DJ Fireman. He had another one, didn't he? Um. I don't remember, remember who came out after that. I don't remember either. But Fireman, I was like, yo, I want to hear this already. Like, really? I love that song. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I was like, at the time, like the film, this not the it's not the same. Yeah. You started I mean, seeing you started seeing that traditional t- sound change up. One of my favorite Kanye West songs is Through the Wire. When Through the Wire came out, it was on the radio, but like, nigga, it was like hitting your brakes. Going on six ninety six when that shit came on because the BPMs didn't change. Now. Yeah, it don't Not sound slow. I'm tired of listening. Every time I turn on the radio, this is nigga got a song about killing himself and he can't wait to be in the grave and shit. I'm like, why is this shit on the radio, my nigga? The kids, the kids are, the kids I'm are like, sad. Like it, re- like this whole song. Memes is about, aside, the kids are really sad. Like this <laughs> song is about like, oh, I'm just, I can't wait to be in the grave. Maybe I shouldn't be here. Like, goddamn, this nigga is sad. For real, y'all know I'm not gonna say his name, but he, the me the the running gag about him is every song sounds like he wants to do harm to himself, and he's so sad and so I'm like, all right, like we need you to either get some like this song shouldn't be on because if somebody was going through uh, a tough time and they heard this song saying, yo, maybe it'd be all better if I just wasn't here and wait to like, come on, man, like, yes, I don't want that blood on my hands. Right. Yes, yes, and yes, and yes. Yes and yes, because art is a reflection. Again, the kids are very sad. I was talking about this with people earlier, but the kids, this generation of kids, all the access, 
all the unfettered access with nobody to guide them. Nobody to tell them like, yo, unplug for a little bit. Do they have no one to guide them or are they just not listening? They don't have anybody to guide them in the same sense that our parents. Because I didn't. To this day, kind of. I mean, our parents do like now it's easier than ever. But like our parents didn't understand technology. You know what I'm saying? And to an extent, like it's not that parents don't understand technology now. It's just that they're so self-absorbed in what they, they, they got going on in their Instagram algorithm and their whatever else they got going on. They're not really. You're almost competing. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're not really like you, your you. Kid on the same app. That's crazy, yeah. man. Like to an extent, like they don't have you. Yeah. <laughs> what if yo when you, when, you, when you get on Instagram, you see your mama on the Explore page? Let's not. Yikes! It's not gonna Ooh. be nightmares. That's got to be hard for a 12, 13 year old boy. Yeah, and his classmates. Badoot. <laughs> now you know them phones anyway. going crazy. Y'all seen Rico Mama on the internet? Check your inbox. Oh, man, uh, man, listen, man. I appreciate y'all, man. I know we pushing up against eleven, man. Y'all gotta get it. like you know. First and foremost, they came in bearing gifts. Uh, Favorite type of guests. Destroy oh, yeah. everything. Shout out Destroyer. Shout out V. Um, v has literally fed us and put clothes on our back. Um, like that guy is like dope. the 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 goat for us. Like he's uh, definitely one of those people who's just like probably gonna wear this tomorrow. By the way, yeah, everything we wearing. Almost shout out uh, to V for the the Crimson Destroyer design, um, which is actually like a print of a photo I did of her, mm. and I edited it myself, and then he just went in, he put in, he slapped logo, made it all fit, made it all nice and and symmetrical, and just like it's crazy. Like shout out to V. You know, beyond just the music being good, you know, the merch is quality. I, I, I feel like I saw the merch and got to know more about that before I knew who you were in terms of an MC. And, you know, the business acumen, you know, that you have quality merch that, you know, artists don't even tap into that. You know, to go to a show, set your merch out on a table and you can go home with you know, whatever the promoter promised you, plus, you know, extra hundred, extra couple hundred of dollars because you got some quality that people want to want to latch on to. And that's a big thing. And um, as I sit here with a, a studio full of merch that I ain't put out yet, but people want to support you and they want they, they, they don't know how. And the rest of the rest way they do it is to buy some merch. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. um, buy some Crimson Destroyer merch that that is our collaboration with Destroy Everything. Um, destroy everything det.com, destroy everything det like destroy.com. Yeah, so y'all came in bearing gifts. Um, I got a show tonight. Y'all said, Hey, uh, I'm gonna headline this show because I got some shit to do, <laughs> you know. What I'm saying? They were like, All right, cool, Crim. Uh, just be back by a certain time. And shit. Oh, yeah. We appreciate y'all for uh, for stopping to the absolutely. Show. Um, sure. and we'll come back if you want. Like, I act there's a whole like itinerary of shit. That we just didn't get a chance to get to, but you know it, it happens. Yeah, uh, um, it's not it's not if you want. Once you have been here, that door right there is always open for you to come back. I appreciate so, that. So you know the next time y'all got something popping, even if you ain't got nothing popping, you reach out to one of us. We'll figure it out for sure. For sure. Appreciate sure. that. And shout out for giving me that uh, Nintendo. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was Remember back the, in, uh, the tiny Nintendo that came out. It was a couple years ago. Yeah, when that shit was popping. Yeah, that's back when I was hustling like real, real hard. Like I was just nobody get up. their hands on yeah. one. The reason I got one because my man came through for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's dog. I was going crazy. I was buying all of those. Everything else that 
niggas was trying to get it for like Christmas and shit like that, stocking up on it. I gave him to gave it to him for retail because that's family. So yeah. you know, yeah, I'm, I'm always on top of like figuring out some better way to to fund my dreams, to fund whatever it is I got going on. Yeah, I appreciate uh, it. Um, we gonna what you gonna do? What, your music pick? You you know what the music pick is? Anytime yeah. we have a guest in the studio of any type of musical acumen, we deem them, you know, our music pick of the week. So we're going to go with that donut mix and make that our music pick of the week. All right, bet. Everybody's rapping. Everybody's doing beats. Everybody's rapping. Everybody's doing beats. Doing beats. Doing beats. All over this label, left and right, from everybody. Right? It was August 11, 1973. The birth of hip hop first came to be. In a borough we call the Bronx in NYC. Had a rec room birthday party. That's crazy. Okay, let's get it started. Speaking not only as a student, but a growing artist. That's got the culture flowing through her veins within this market. Picking out the best words like produce in a music garden. I never care to bargain. Because like any meal that's made with love by a chef. Infatuated with the work, it's the same with us. I rock rough and stuff in my dreadlock. Bun cooking up plastics and they can't get enough. Everybody's rapping, everybody's doing beats. Give me here, I'll show you how to do it right. Stay on and keep, keep rocking, please. I let my tape rock to my tape rock. Everybody's rapping, everybody's doing beats. Give me here, I'll show you how to do it right. Rap is something you do, hip hop is something you live. And together forever, we're number one. I was conflicted between going to school or making music. What's so wild is this song got this. The, the, I can't even I don't I can't even uh, name the instrument, uh, but it's a little tiny sample from a cannabis song, and uh, well maybe the cannabis song used the same sample. Uh, I just can't think of what song it is and shit. So I've been going through uh, on my way here. I was going through all my cannabis joints trying to figure out what song <laughs> it was and shit, but uh, I figure it out. Uh, whose man's is this? All right, listen. Whose man's is this week? It goes to Kyle Rittenhouse. Not for the reason that you probably think. Uh, so he's the, the the little white boy who took his AR down, uh, what was that, Minnesota, Wisconsin or whatever, and uh, shot and killed two people. Um, and he was crying on the stand, you know what I'm saying, earlier this week. Uh, I just seen better crying in a Tyler Perry movie. <laughs> uh, so I've been seeing everybody with the memes and everything like that. Y'all not watching this case, though, because this, the prosecutor is trash. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he's really doing a bad job. And he almost got this shit uh, thrown out of court multiple times. I'm upset that you're crying and you're not standing on your shit like a man. I get it that you're a kid. But you went out there with the, with the, with the rifle. And these niggas is on tape chasing you down. He, they chased him to the gas station. He ran around the car, fell, and shot the dude. Then another guy ran up on him with a skateboard about to hit him in the head with the skateboard and he shot him. Fam, if you if you standing on self-defense, stand on self-defense. Don't get up here crying looking for sympathy. I have no idea why you would chase a man with a gun now and try to take his gun. It's beyond me. Right. Uh, I have no Like, why would you do it? It's beyond me. But the the little prick shouldn't even been there in the first place. You know what I'm saying? I don't condone. I wish them two people didn't lose their lives or whatever. I have no idea why you would chase a kid with a gun down and then be, and then got shot. But don't cry 
I would respect it more and you would probably get over more if you was like, nah, he tried to take my gun. I wouldn't so let I him. Killed him. So I shot him. The the prosecutor in there, he he making up, don't nobody know about guns. He making up shit like you shooting with a hollow point. These are exploding bullets, right? No, nigga, the the bullets do not explode. Like it's a shit show. Uh, but why you get don't look for sympathy. If you're gonna stand on self-defense, stand on self-defense. Don't bitch up and try to pull the white tears out. I'm just don't sure I'm not sure if they're gonna let him be white and let him go. Or they're going to use them as an example. I have no idea, but the prosecution is not doing a good job. They don't really have a defense when that shit is on video. Like, they was chasing you. It's just wild. Um, but whose man is this? Because don't get up there crying and shit. <laughs> like, he... Fuck out of here. Like, it didn't even... Because he was normal before that. Relatively normal. Like, don't, don't, don't do that. Stand on that shit, man. You took a gun out there. You took an AR-15 out there. You trying to protect the fucking quickie mart. If you're going to stand you left on your it, house with a loaded automatic weapon, semi automatic, semi automatic weapon, nigga. Well, everything is semi automatic. If it ain't a revolver. Or but all I'm just saying is that you, what's the best case scenario? Best case. Is scenario. I, if I leave out my house with an AR right now, fully loaded, I drive two States over What's the best case scenario? I go back home with the same AR with the same amount of bullets in it. Wishful thinking, my nigga. I mean, I do it all the time <laughs> in states that illegally allow me to. Long story short, I'm not here for the crocodile tears. I respect it if you stand on your stand on your shit, nigga. I did it in self defense, but yo, hoes do what they do. I guess. It's time for the benediction now. Yeah, let me uh, cue up the music. I'm going to let y'all get started because I, I know y'all got to move. You know, when we have musical guests, guest period, we like to give them the first opportunity to tell people their socials, where they can find y'all at, where they can find the music, the merch, and, you know, support the movement. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, uh, once again, my name's Crimson Alchemist. Uh, you can find me on all social media platforms at TC Alchemist underscore. That's T-C-A-L-C-H-E-M-I-S-T underscore. Um, all you got to do is type in Crimson Alchemist on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, um, hell, even SoundCloud. It'll all pop up. And then uh, we got the Crimson Destroyer collab. Shout out to Destroy Everything Detroit. Make sure y'all follow them. You hit the link in my bio on Instagram. Everything will pop up in my link tree. That's what's up. So, you, you ain't getting on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can find me at, uh, like I said, XLogram. That's Kilogram on uh, Instagram. Same thing. If you hit the link in my bio, you're going to see the podcast. You're going to see my photography, my video work, um, everything I've done for Crim as far as the uh, Killer Crimson series. Um, also, the links to the Crimson Historical Lab. That's uh, myself, Crimson Alchemist, and Destroy Everything DET. All right, man. Look, I know y'all running, man. I appreciate y'all <laughs> y'all being here with us. It's your man Dame, three underscores, three one three. You can hit me up on IG, Facebook, at me, tweet me. I do talk back. Uh, when you see the blue and the black, you just know where the fuck you at. It's Shop Talk Podcast, baby. Yo, uh, shout out to y'all. 288 weeks in a row. We love you. We're going to put something together for 300. Shout out to Crimson Alchemist. Shout out to y'all for fucking with us. Uh, 
And listen, man, when you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. Shop Talk Podcast Studio. Book some time. I'm not saying we the Rockefeller Podcast, but we are Jay and Dan. Hell yeah. Peace.